For more resources, visit rymonline.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hey everybody, we're back uh, with Julie Lowe all this week talking about teens and technology. Um, Julie, uh, we, we got on some of this yesterday uh, a little bit, but I'm sure there's there's a lot more uh, to talk about. But if if a parent came to you asking for advice on, you know, when to purchase a phone for their teenager, uh, what, what advice would you give? And we know, as we've said, there's not a magical age, and that that'll vary. Um, but but how would you go about answering that question? I would probably ask five or six more questions before I answered it. So the first would be, well, why do you ask? I I know that seems obvious, but for some parents, it's not. For some, it's because they feel pressure culturally, that all their friends have cell phones. They feel like their their child is being left out. So why that's important is because I want to address that right away and say, don't parent according to pressure put around you. Parent according to the needs of your child. so the next, uh, so why do you ask? Why is it important? Some kids have a need. They're out more. Uh, there are places where they need to be reached, and they want their children to be able to reach them whenever they want. So there are, there are really good reasons, and you want to sort through the really good reasons to consider it. And then there are, are potential dangers to considering it or um, unspoken pressures that parents feel in considering it. So I'd want to address that first. The second would be then just tell me about your child. What do you think they'll want to do with it? What do you see their strengths and weaknesses being? And this plays into what we mentioned yesterday about the maturity and responsibility of the child. Um, Are they mature and responsible in other ways? And um, have you considered talking to them? What do do they want the phone for? Um, What are you going to allow to be on the phone? What will some of the rules be? And how do you think they'll do with that? Um, I would even ask questions like, just tell me what their friends are like, who are their natural group of friends, because you're, those are the ones they'll be on social media with regularly and texting and, and being in constant communication with. And do you want to encourage that and foster that? So that said, there, you're right. There's no magical age. I am, I will say I'm becoming more alarmed with how much younger kids are in getting technology And again, I don't know parents are doing this on purpose, but you can rarely go to a doctor's office, to a store, to a restaurant where you're out there to to spend time with one another and see kids regularly on the iPad or um, on the iPad playing a video game so that parents can sit in peace and enjoy their dinner. Again, I have kids. I get that temptation. I even think there's wisdom in having technology around in a doctor's office, Um, but it with that comes the minimizing of relationship. And I want to maximize my relationship with my kids and minimize the constant peer interaction with them to a healthy level. Um, So there's a lot of concern with how it's going to be used and, and to what degree. And I think we're accepting more and more a younger generation having cell phones in ways I just think are problematic for developmental reasons, for um, 
the purposes most parents will allow them to use them for, for the gaming addictions and other things we've brought up recently, that you can rarely convince me if we were to sit down and have a conversation that there's more benefit to an eight-year-old or 10-year-old having a cell phone than there are potential dangers. Hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, and, and speaking, you know, personally, I, I know, uh, you know, a huge idol in my heart is my own peace and comfort. And I know that it can be so easy just to, okay, the kids are being hyper, let's just put the device in the hand and, Um, I think Andy Crouch talked about some of this on a podcast with Colin Hansen because Andy Crouch had written TechWise Family, which is an an excellent Mm -hmm. book that's that's very helpful. That oftentimes the devices end up being more for the parents than for the kids. But they're a babysitting um, technique, mm -hmm, definitely. So I guess uh, why would you say many of these parents are giving these devices at younger and younger ages? I know that there's so many answers to that question. Um, one of those just being what I, what I said, peace uh, in the home, but um, mm-hmm. just being unaware of the dangers and all of that. Yeah, peace in the home, wanting to, um, you know, the, the, the blessing part of that is I also want to bless my kids. I mean, what a fun thing to be able to open and see how excited they'll be to have this new piece of technology. So I think parents at their best want their kids to be happy and to fit in and, and to love them for the way they want to love on them. Um, I think, too, we are just becoming desensitized to what the norms are. So there's a parenting struggle at large that we're allowing what's happening around us to determine what normative and good parenting is. Um, and that's taking over, I think, really biblical wisdom and, and what's helpful or not. Um, and then the worst case scenario is... Uh, yeah, it's it's certainly entertaining to them. I think one of the things that comes into play is as adults, we're becoming more driven by our peer group, by our careers, by the busyness we have on us as well. And that stuff then means I'm more likely to want to occupy my children rather than engage them. I'm more tempted to say, oh, man, this makes life so much easier when I do this. And so I, I might have this, this little conviction in my heart that my kids are spending too much time on the Xbox. But I also know ah, it's quiet. I can get work done. I can get the dinner made. And so we allow something that we know is probably not as healthy to, um, to substitute what would be more effort and time. Hmm. Yeah, and, and I know you, you mentioned developmental concerns, and I know there's there's a lot there. Uh, what are some of the ones you're concerned about? Some of the ones that you you've seen that kind of come to the the top as you consider those developmental concerns. Sure. Well, for toddlers, even I mean, there's research stating how they're not working with manipulatives well. Um, they are learning to be flashing lights, like building blocks and things that help them develop fine and gross motor skills are now flashing lights and songs being sung and things like that. Then you get to to kids who are in elementary and middle school. And again, they're they're being mindlessly entertained. So what that does is it stunts creativity. It means that they are consumers rather than givers um, for the most part. Again, I'm making generalizations, but the research all supports this. And then you get into middle um, school and high school, and those things are exaggerated. And with it comes all kinds of physical problems like less sleep, um, more um, anxiety, more impulsiveness. uh, So all kinds of 
they're even talking about posture as being impacted by technology and how kids have poor posture these days. And again, I won't presume I understand all of that, but you just see effect after effect that are coming forward by by people who aren't anti-technology. They're just mm-hmm. saying, here's the repercussions we haven't considered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And I'm glad you, you say specifically anti-technology um, because as Christians, we, we know technology is a gift from God and that is something you know, extreme. It's, it's a huge blessing uh, to the church. And again, as we already said, this very podcast is taking place because of technology. Uh, but just as any gift God gives us as children, we, we, we must steward it. We must be cautious. And um, obviously with technology, it does seem that, that many um, in the church have, have embraced it uh, with, um, you know, not, not a lot of discernment in some of these, these areas. Uh, so is there anything else you want to add to any of that? Well, you bring up a good point. So the majority of what I see is families accepting it without discernment. But then you do see the the polar opposite where technology is seen as evil. And I've got to keep my kids away from it altogether, which is, again, very a very um, well, isolated view that doesn't help kids learn to um, excel and think biblically in in a world around them. As a matter of fact, what happens is when they're eventually exposed to technology, they have no idea how to really engage it well, what the dangers are, how to use it. So I become equally alarmed when I see parents that are just like, well, technology is bad. No, we're never going to have a phone. You're never going to have a piece of equipment, which you just can't function in this world. And most school systems, you can't even function without having some level of technology. Um, but that could be the other extreme that would be a concern. Yeah, that's, that's good to hear that and address that. And as, as we're kind of closing this out, just kind of circling back around, what has been um, the age that you've typically uh, given uh, you know, take, um, a cell phone or whatever to your children? Again, I know there's not a magic age, but um, the kind mm-hmm. of average there. We, um, with cell phones in particular, we started uh, – we started giving our teenagers cell phones or at least two of them when we knew that they were going to be out of the home more, they were going to be on buses or at sports events. And we wanted to make sure they had a way of getting in contact with us or we had a way of getting in contact with them. So it was very practical and we, we knew they were mature enough. We knew that we had the conversations, but even the most mature kids stumble and fall and are tempted, which is a whole nother conversation. So it's not expecting perfection. Um, but knowing what to do when they stumble and fail and that we've, we've couched it in a way they can fall. and It's not going to have huge implications and they can have their cell phone taken away for a period of time as a, a learning curve and things like that. So as far as cell phones, we've probably aired on show us a real need for it and show us the maturity. And then probably then there are things like Barnes and Noble has a nook or the Amazon Kindle where we've given our kids that at a younger age because we could put fun apps on it. We could put books on it. We could put lots of parental controls on it. And I like that because what it meant is I could give younger kids um, a piece of technology and let them start practicing good stewardship with it. But we had to control that. We had to take it away when we didn't want them to have it anymore. We had to give it to them on car rides for an hour. We were teaching the practice of using technology in very safe ways. Mm. Julie, once again, a lot of helpful uh, stuff there. So thank you for that. You're welcome.